Football fans, welcome back to another episode of the Football v. Football Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to remind you before we get started, if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. You'll be able to uh, get notifications for more content. Hit that uh, notification bell. Also, leave a like, comment, and share. Would be much appreciated. If you are listening on a podcast platform, go ahead and subscribe to that and leave a, a rating, five stars if you like it. Uh, and follow us on Instagram and Twitter, and you can support this co- podcast on Kofi. So now that all that's out of the way, this podcast is going to be about the World Cup semifinal, a historic moment for some countries, uh, Maghreb, uh, Morocco, uh, the first African country to reach a semifinal, the first Arab country to reach a semifinal, and many great storylines. Croatia, a surprising team making it there. Some giants, of course, Argentina with Messi getting as close as he's ever been to winning a World Cup, and the repeat champions, uh, France uh, in the mix as well, uh, or or, uh, last year's champions in the mix as well, and a real powerhouse, even without Benzema. So we're going to go ahead and get started with the first game of the day, which was Argentina versus Croatia. Messi away from Guardiol. Able to recover at least for a moment. Messi dances around, turns the corner, gets inside of him, cuts it back. Julian Alvarez, 3-0 Argentina. What a performance tonight. Sucks in so many defenders. What a tournament Guardiol's had. But this moment right here against the goal. Sit down, young man. Let me teach you a lesson. Look at so there you have it. That's uh, one of the final goals of the game there. Uh, Argentina beat Croatia 3-0 uh, in a tournament where the American announcer kept pronouncing uh, Kovacic's name, uh, Kovacic. I don't know. That that, that really kind of bothered me because I know the way his name is supposed to be. So it's supposed to be Kovacic. Um there were a number of interesting things about this game. Number one, on that first goal, uh, Croatia, you know, the Croatian goalie, he couldn't get out of the way uh, of Alvarez there. That first uh, penalty kick that resulted in their first goal, essentially, he just kind of made his body big to try to uh, block the ball that Alvarez was was kicking, and Alvarez just kind of ran into him. You know, when a, a goalie, that's part of what you have to do. You have to make your 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 body big, and he didn't. He didn't extend himself as Alvarez was running. If you do that and you intentionally trip them, then I understand. But if you're just making your body big like that, then I don't think that should have been a penalty. But it did result in one, and Messi Messi took a perfectly executed one. Uh, He kicked it high, kicked it with power, kicked it in a corner. Perfectly, perfectly well executed. We've seen a lot of bad penalties in this World Cup, but that was perfectly, perfectly taken. Uh, Croatia looked comically bad on defense. Those defenders, I have to say, on the second goal especially and uh, overall. That second goal, though, where it was pinballing through two or three defenders like that and Alvarez just kind of kept possession of the ball, it was really kind of comically bad, I have to say. Um, But you know what? Well, okay. I think that this team, these Croatian defenders, are really good at attacking. Um, Juranovic and Gavardiol 
I think that they are great attacking defenders. But as far as the the defense of this team, the goalie I think is great, even though you'll see he gave up three goals. I think the goalie on this team is great. But some of those defenders, they're they're better at attacking. I think they're very good at attacking. But defending, they're just not at the level uh, that would be able to stop top strikers like Messi and Alvarez. One of the things I really like about the Argentinian goal, Emiliano Martinez, is that he actually grabs the ball when it's coming to him, or at least he aims to, rather than trying to parry it away like many goalkeepers do these days. I think it's resulted in more confidence in the goalie and less of those rebound goals that we've seen a lot during this World Cup and and, uh, football in general. Argentina was doing more of the attacking in this game. Um... That third goal was an all-timer, and that's the the sound clip that I just played. It was by Alvarez, but it was absolutely created by Lionel Messi. He went between the legs of a defender and went back and forth with him and made him dance. It was a classic Messi move where he's this guy that, you know, he's he's kind of a littler guy, but he knows how to to control the ball, control space, uh, move with the ball. It's his his forte. It's why he's one of the all-time great players of all time. And in my opinion, he's aged a lot better than Ronaldo. I think he has less of an ego overall. He has a better skill set that's more suitable for, uh, as he's aged, uh, to continue to be a great player. I don't know if in history people will regard him uh, as better than Ronaldo because Later in his career, he's been he's aged better than Ronaldo, but at this point in his career, I think he's absolutely better. On Croatia's side, I didn't think that they have, you know, I don't think that they have a scary attack in general. You know, Modric, uh, he has a strong foot, he has a strong strike. When you whenever you see him kick the ball, uh, you know that there's a ton of power behind it. However, I don't think he's much of a scoring threat due to his lack of creativity and a little bit of declining skill. He's not the player that he used to be. He can't create uh, shots the way that he used to. When he does get behind a shot, it's great, and it has a lot of force and a lot of uh, uh, directionality where he wants it to be. But they just don't have enough. Messi and Alvarez, their value to this team is immense as opposed to who are the two players you're taking for Croatia to score goals, um, Modric and, and, and Perisic. I mean, Perisic, I know from the EPL to be more of a facilitator than a goal scorer. And Modric, like I said, just declining skills. And it's so, you know, it's just those things are the most important things in the game because you don't advance based on, you know, how many save, how many saves you make during the, uh, uh, the, the course of a game or how many, uh, key passes you have or how many clearances you have or whatever it's about putting putting the ball in the goal so those things are more important and the teams with the better more creative strikers are the ones that that win these games and in this game it was Alvarez and Messi over Perisic, Perisic and Modric so we we'll move on to the next game a game that pitted two teams one <laughs> former colonizer of a team uh, both French speaking, but Morocco with a crowd behind them and a chance to be the first ever team 
they were already the first ever team, African team and Arab team to make it to the semifinal. Would they be the first team to make it to the final? Straight running forward, Mbappe spins it around Hakimi. Marcus Turam into the box. Turam, Mbappe, upper body, got to be careful. Mbappe weaving through, deflected shot, and through the far side. And France have their second. Colomani might have been his first touch since coming on as a sub. Might have put France in the final. Yes, that's right. The French national team took this game, beating Morocco 2 to nothing, breaking the hearts of many people. Uh, they were absolutely the sentimental favorite in this game, Morocco was. And they had a chance even before this game started because there was a, uh, a bug running through the... Uh, uh, a virus bug running through the, the French team. Rabiot didn't play. I think some other players didn't play on, on France. I think they're trying to keep it... Uh, uh, as, as insular as possible, I believe. I think there was they had the French team was taking some measures to stay insular from the time that they win this game until the the final on Sunday. But speaking of the goals in this game, on the first Moroccan goal, the defenders kept slipping and sliding and kind of jumping around. And I have to give credit to Hernandez here. It was an incredible jackknife kick. For a goal, he he got on top of the ball. Actually, the ball was above his head when he kicked it, and he displayed some real skill there. And that was from a player that's pretty unheralded on this team. So it speaks to the the, the depth of this team. One one thing I have to say about Bunu, the Moroccan goalie, and I said this at the very beginning in the in the group stage with this team. Despite his incredible prowess in blocking penalty kicks he's very good at that that is a skill set he has he is still very awkward in the field of play when it comes to angles and how to approach the ball at as somebody is attacking in the in the field of play I don't think he's nearly aggressive enough or decisive enough to be on this uh uh, level in the World Cup and stop some of these teams, and I think he was a big reason actually why they, they ended up losing this game. Of course, in the obvious sense that he led in those two goals, but like on a broader sense, I don't think that he is one of the elite goalies in the world, and it's something that he can he can work on, which is good. But I think he was the worst player on uh, on Morocco today because as you'll see, there were others other shots that he was just kind of saved by the, the goalpost. So, uh, and speaking to that, Olivier Giroud, uh, he almost scored in the 16th minute. So the, the, the first goal was in the fourth or fifth minute, and then this was another goal in the 16th, almost goal in the 16th minute, where Olivier Giroud hit the post on uh, Saruja, on a, uh, you know, just a, a very, very hard shot. And then again, uh, uh, Giroud in the 36th minute, uh, again, Barely missed the goal. Bunu wouldn't have had any chance to stop that ball. On the Morocco, uh, the, the Moroccan attack, Eliamik almost had a bicycle kick goal from some distance that would have absolutely been the goal of the tournament. And he got unlucky and hit the woodwork. But that was, that would have been an all-time great goal. Forget this World Cup. That would have been one of the greatest goals of all time, especially because at the time, it was 1-0, and they would have tied the game with that goal. 
but it just didn't go in, you know, iron, iron unkind. Overall, both countries' offenses, uh, 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 you know, both countries' offenses were very active and creative, and both countries' defenses in general were up to the challenge. You know, a lot of diving and and, and sacrificing sacrificing their their bodies, and by diving, I mean diving to stop the ball, not diving after they were hit. But a lot of diving to stop the ball and sacrificing their bodies in that way, and it was a very it was very admirable. A performance by uh, both teams in the field of play, especially in the second half, uh, Morocco had a ton of chances, but they ended up dribbling way too much, looking for the absolute perfect shot, and before they were able to find it, they were dispossessed, and that's what happens. You have to not look for the absolute perfect shot because it's just not going to be there. You're dealing with world class defenders. You got to. Be decisive and take a shot and not try to... They just dribbled so much. I mean, I can think of two. One along the sideline where they just dribble, 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 and then he just passed it in way too late. And then also, you know, you only have a number of seconds to... There's another one as they're entering the, the penalty box. You only have a number of seconds to do this sort of thing before you're dispossessed, especially when you're in the in, in the goalie box, in the penalty box. So I thought they... It's something they'll learn from, but... You, you just got to be able to take a shot when when you have an opening there, especially when you're in the box. And as you heard in that soundbite there, Kolo Muani came in as a sub late in the second half and immediately scored and put the game away. It kind of, uh, kind of made the crowd a little bit more quiet after that happened because it was in. There were a lot of Moroccan fans in the crowd, so. But kudos to Kolo Muani. And Teo Hernandez, who would have thought those two would be the ones that to, to score goals in this game? Giroud could have scored a couple more. Mbappe assisted at least one of those goals, if not both of them. And it's interesting that he he's actually a tremendous facilitator, and that's what he's been displaying in this World Cup. So <clears throat> that brings France and Argentina in the final on Sunday. I thought it was a little disappointing that a country won't be winning their first World Cup this year because that's always the most exciting result for the unbiased observer, but especially for the country citizens, and that won't happen. I think there have only been eight countries that have won World Cups in the existence of the World Cup, which has been 92 years or 96 years, something like that, almost 100 years, only been eight countries. Can you imagine that? And it's going to stay that way. Both countries have claimed two World Cup titles each. France in 1998 with Zidane and the last one, of course, in the past World Cup in 2018 with Mbappe. Argentina has won two as well, um, but a little bit earlier in 1978 and 1986. As I look at this game, I think Messi and Argentina will be the sentimental it's one of the few achievements that uh, Messi has. It's eluded him, you know, as an all-time great player. This is the last achievement he needs to um, attain before he retires and is settled as one of the all-time greats up there with Pele and Maradona and uh, his his um, counterpart uh, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, who also doesn't have a title. Stylistically. This game will be interesting. The 
European organization versus the Latin American skill. I'm really looking forward to that. I love when those two styles clash. I mentioned that in a, in a previous podcast. I think the best player on the pitch, judging by current skill, is actually Mbappe. I think both his prowess as a goal scorer and a facilitator, and he's just his skills haven't diminished yet. He's still um, maybe not even in, in his prime yet, as Messi is kind of descending from his prime. I have to give a lot of uh, respect to Alvarez. This guy has really emerged in this World Cup for Argentina. And, you know, for France, of course, Giroud, he's been incredible, uh, even as one of the elder state, statesmen on this team. I mean, those are those are the essential attacking players for, for France are Giroud and Mbappe. So, you know, speaking of attacking players on this team, there was a rumor that Karim Benzema might have been healthy enough to play in the final. But I saw that he just posted on Instagram a general statement with a picture of himself in a hat kind of looking down and I translated it from French it said it does not interest me kind of as a they call it like a cryptic tweet like a general uh, tweet to uh, he wasn't addressing it uh, directly but because there was a lot of these rumors so that's kind of interesting that uh, is there some you know strife within this uh, within the French ranks here you know, I definitely think that Benzema, if he was playing in this game, he definitely would have put this team over the top and would have provided an overwhelming attack because at this point I think the attack is Giroud and, ben, uh, Giroud and Mbappe versus uh, Alvarez and Messi. But if you would have added a third Benzema to that, I think that that would have given them um, an overwhelming advantage. But as it stands now, I think overall both teams are fairly even skill-wise. And the motivation of Argentina and this generation of players led by Messi to secure a title will be the deciding factor in this game. So I will be taking Argentina to win this game in an exciting final 3-2. to two. So that'll do it for this podcast. I just wanted to get a quick, quick one out here. It is pretty much Saturday, so the third place game will be played today and then the final will be played tomorrow. So I want to thank you all for tuning in to this Football v. Football podcast as I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, please go ahead and subscribe. If you are on a podcast platform, subscribe there, give a rating, share this, like it, comment, engage. We'd love to hear you guys' feedback. We're also on Instagram and, and Twitter, like I mentioned, and you can support this podcast on Ko-fi. Thanks all for tuning in. Enjoy the third place game, and more importantly, enjoy the final, and have a fantastic day, football fans.